The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. There came a sound from heaven, a mighty rushing wind. It filled their hearts with but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you now for your word. I pray you'd speak to hearts and challenges and changes because of this time. Help us to put away distractions, disruptions, and focus on this time at hand. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Now you can be seated. We're commanded to love. The Bible says that. He says, if you love, see, he said, if you love your neighbor like you ought to, then you're not going to steal from him. If you love your neighbor like you ought to, then uh, you're not going to kill him. If you love your neighbor like you ought to, you're not going to covet and gossip and on and on. And uh, so he says, if you love God, in Matthew chapter number 13, and if you love your neighbor, you've, all the law hangs on these two. Okay, because if my relationship with God is right, then my relationship with man is right. See, if I love right. And the Bible tells us over in the book of Titus in chapter 2 and verse number 3, the aged women likewise, and I don't know who that is, the aged women. I'm not here to say what age is aged, but you should be able to figure that out. The aged women, that means the older ones, they, that they be in behavior. So behave. As becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husband, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient unto their own husbands. Can I have a witness right there? Can I have an amen right there? Boy, you like that one, don't you? Okay, we could have an invitation right now. That the word of God be not blasphemed. I want to bring out there, he says that the old women are supposed to teach the young women to love. He says that. Now, 
it's not so much to love, but how to love, okay? How to love, to love, teach them to love. Love is the greatest emotional need that we have. In fact, when you feel love, the whole world looks better. Life is relationships. Relationships are people. Communication is the key to a healthy relationship, amen? So, therefore, we've got to learn how to communicate love. It's one thing if you love somebody, but do they know it? Is it communicated to them? Do they understand? Let me ask you, does your wife feel loved? Does your husband feel loved? Do your children feel loved? Now, you might say, oh, yeah, I love them. But do they sense it? Do they feel it? Do they know it? So we got to learn how to do it. So tonight, I'm going to give you a visual aid. And Pastor Marty Moon has graciously volunteered to help me out. So Pastor Marty Moon, if you could come up here. He has been to these love conferences, and so he knows all about this stuff. Because Miss Angie sent him, and so he's going to help me out. And I love Brother Moon. He's a good man, isn't he? he he's my friend. He, he was my friend. <laughs> so first thing we got to do, if we're going to learn how to love, okay, ways to say, I love you. Here we go. Right there. Brother Marty wants you to hold them big old lips right there. Right there. Them lips, okay? Yeah. You just get you a big old set of lips, okay? No. Uh, this, these set of lips here represent your words, what you say. That's how you say you love is by how you say what you say. And it's not just I love you, okay? It's one thing to say I love you, but there's other ways to communicate love with words, is there not? Oh, yeah, words that build up are powerful motivators. You need to learn to say, I love you. Now, you might say, well, that's just not me. I just don't do that. Well, that's just because maybe your mom and your daddy never did it, or you got some sort of sorry excuse, but you need to learn how to say it. You just make yourself say it. Say, you need to learn to say, I love you. Okay, that'd be a good thing. Husband says to his wife, boy, you look beautiful in that dress. That's saying, I love you. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Wife says to her husband, wow, you are the best. You are so big. You are so strong. You are so handsome. You have got so much hair. <laughs> In fact, it looks like you're growing hair. Amen. Yeah. Hey, you know, church members said to, to uh, our family, or said, said to me about my family, he said, Brother Walker, he said, your family sure has an excellent spirit. Whoa, that was a big deal. When somebody brags to you about your family, oh, wow. Wow, that, that makes you feel loved. Uh, a hunter on the ranch when I was guiding out there in Montana, he said, boy, said, uh, he said, Kevin, he said, that little Joe is a fine young man. He said, boy, you've done an outstanding job raising him up. Whoa, buddy. My boy, a white son, maketh a glad father. My boy... Ooh, made me proud whenever they're bragging on my kids saying, wow, I don't know what you did. Hey, that made us feel love. Man, one way to say I love you is to say words that build up. Bible says in Proverbs 18, 1, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 13, 12, 25, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Jeannie Mae said to me one night, she said, dad, you're the best dad in the whole world. You know, you don't forget those things, do you? These comments and these things, they, they get in your memory, and you do not forget them. You hold on to them. Mark Twain said, I could live for two months on a good compliment. 
One way to say I love you is to say words to build up, words that encourage, compliments. Hey, preacher, boy, that was a great message. Man, I needed that. Pow, you hit me right between the running lights. I mean, tell you, you just keep getting better and better and better. Now, if you want to kill your preacher, that's how you do it. You just brag him. You brag on him so much, he'll preach himself to death. I'm just telling you, there you go. Hey, you build him and encourage him. Say, preacher, I needed that. That message spoke to my heart. Amen. That's good. Our words say, I love you. Our words express appreciation. Thank you. But when was the last time somebody used their lips to say, thank you? Every once in a while, I'll have a kid that'll come up and say, thank you, Ranger Walker, for the carnival. Don't happen very often. But boy, when it does, I take note of that. I'm like, hey, that's a blessing. Man, thank God for that appreciation, man. And the preacher, Brother Walker, man, thank you. That's just what our church needed, encouraging words. They inspire courage. Man, my wife said to me, she said, Kevin, she said, when we were learning to play the guitar and Gabby was coming into the scene and we was, uh, our ministry was developing, she was such a builder with the words. And she said, Kevin, she said, you can just do anything. That, now, that's like saying sick them to a bulldog, Huh? That's a whole lot better than, you sorry outfit, I don't know why I married you. Mama was right, you're a loser. Oh, now that's going to make him rise up to the occasion. Oh, thank God that I got a wife that was behind and always encouraging and always words inspire courage. A young preacher boy, somebody plays the piano and, uh, you know, they're just getting started. Boy, encourage them, build them, Okay. Man, you know, Joe said to my mama, she said, he said, Grandma, he said, Grandma, I want to thank you for raising, for how you raised my dad. I, I've got the best dad in the world. My mom came to me, and she was just, she went on and on and on. Kevin, I can't believe it. I got the greatest compliment I've ever had. I said, what's that? Oh, you just won't believe what Joe said to me. And, buddy, she just, woo, man. I was like, are you? she said, that was the best thing, that was the best thing ever anybody ever said to me. She has never forgot that. She constantly brings that up. Whoa, your words. Your words, man, can make people feel loved. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you another one here, Brother Marty. Something else makes you feel loved. I want you to hold on to your lips there, too. Don't forget that, but here you go. Got this? says, wild thing. <laughs> Big old hairy ape with a heart. They kind of look similar anyway, but anyway. <laughs> they, uh, that, uh, <laughs> boy, now that hairy ape, that wild thing hairy ape, he represents gifts, okay? You get a gift. You know, gifts say, I love you. Words say, I love you. Okay, gifts. Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave, John 3, 16. The attitude of love is always accompanied by giving. You can't give without loving. You can't love without giving. Amen? That's just the way it is. Man, I pray, Brother R.K. Young, Miss Charlotte's here. Her husband pastored Indian Hills Baptist Church there in Treeport, Louisiana. And he called me up one day, just a good old country preacher. You just, when you, you knew Brother R.K., you felt like you loved him. I mean, you just, I mean, you didn't know him very long, but you just felt close to him. He's a great friend. Love and he called me and said, Brother Walker, he said, I just want you to know that we voted to take Roundup Ministries on for support. He said, we want to help you. Man, he, when that phone call 
made me feel loved. When Brother R.K. called me up, and I, I just felt loved by him, his wife, his people. Whoa. It's like, we just want to help you. Just want to be a blessing to you. Well, gifts say, I love you. Amen? Man, find out what I had a buddy of mine called me up and said, Brother Walker, what you doing? He gave me some dates. I said, well, nothing. He said, good. He said, you're going on a safari, you and your wife. I said, what? He said, I want you and Loretta to come with me to Africa. We're going on a safari. He took my wife and I on our 25th wedding anniversary. I got to take her to Africa. How many fellas got to take their wife to Africa on a safari for their 25th? Boy, Loretta was dreaming about doing that. That was a big deal to her. That was on her kick-the-bucket list. Yeah, buddy. And she shot an Impala, and she shot a warthog. I'm telling you what. Now, you don't want to mess with her. Woo, boom. Seven mag. Shot him, dropped him dead, graveyard dead. I shot a great big old um, a kudu. One of them is like a, uh, an elk with the spiral horns to go up. It's Africa's elk. They call him the great ghost. And trophy, record book. Ooh, there's a big, big, big one. Amen. Well, that was fun. Hey, wait, that was memories. And my buddy, now don't you think I felt love? He paid for everything. Wow, mounting them. I mean, that was like, I couldn't even afford to go, let alone the, the ticket, let alone the license, let alone to be able to mount them. I mean, that makes you feel love when they send you on a hunting trip. And, whoa, buddy. What do you say? You just say, thank you. You just say, wow, what a blessing. Find out what it is they like, okay? You know, and give that to them. We showed up at church one time, and they had a, a goodie basket and had every one of my family members something favorite in there. And I was thinking, how did they know that this is like everybody's favorite? Immediately, I started seeing stuff. Okay, that's KW's favorite. That's Barbara's favorite. Oh, what? You know what it was? They went to a lot of effort, that lady, and she did a lot of research, took her a lot of time to find out what we liked. You know, that made us feel loved. It's one thing just to go buy some stuff and buy the stuff you like. But when you find out, find out what your grandkids like. Find out what it is your wife likes. Find out their favorite things. Find out, you know, Loretta, she loves 8 o'clock coffee. She don't like all this flavored stuff. She's just plain and simple, 8 o'clock coffee, that's what she wants. And as long as I keep her supplied in 8 o'clock coffee, she feels loved. Amen. Bring on the 8 o'clock coffee, okay? Yeah. Hey, you know, Jeannie Mae, she loves apple cider, and she loves Sonic Cokes with crushed ice. She keeps Sonics. The reason why there's so many Sonics, she keeps them in business, okay? I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, she loves that. If she gets a Sonic card or something, or, you know, KW, he loves peanut butter. Peanut butter, anything. He loves peanut butter. That's his favorite thing. Somebody gives him something with peanut butter in it. Oh, somebody gave a pie, a peanut butter pie the other day. And I knew exactly who that was for. That was for KW. You know, they like things. Barbie, she loves Starbucks. She likes coffee. She likes that caramel uh, latte. <laughs> caramel macchiata latte frappuccino, whatever. Man, and with a little bit of espresso, buddy, she gets a buzz in her hair. I'm telling you. But gifts say I love you. Remember their birthdays. Remember their anniversaries. Huh? That, that makes people feel loved. Gifts comes in all sizes and shapes. Amen. One time I didn't have much money. Buy Loretta a gift. And I want to do something for her. So you know what I did? I got a light bulb. 
And I put it in a box, and I gave it to her. You say, a light bulb? Yeah, but you didn't know what I wrote on that bulb. I took a marker, and I wrote on there, you light up my life. <laughs> Woo! Hey! She liked that. She kept that bulb. She still got that bulb. Amen. Yeah. So, see, you might not have much money, but you can buy a, you can. Hey, if you can't, don't have enough money to buy one, take one out of the bathroom, okay? <laughs> Just unscrew that. That's all right. There's more than one ways. Hey, whenever we had that wreck and my boys lost their knife collection, my dear friend, dear friend Tom Young in Tampa, Florida, he bought a bunch of knives not just one but he bought about six knives for each of the boys had them engraved with their names put on them and stuff and when we was recovering and uh, during our downtime and uh a box come in the mail we opened it up and here's all these knives my boys went nuts they went ballistic wow dad look at this knife i mean they were pulling switchblades machetes oh man all kind of stuff out of that box they were just oh wow they they hold only at that time it only met tom young i think once but you know what? They felt very loved by Tom Young. And they, that, that made a bond between them and Tom Young. Because he bought those and went to all that trouble and sent it to him. Oh, man. Wow. One way to say I love you? Yes. Words. Find out what people like. Find out what their favorite things is. Find out what the preacher's favorite is. Do you know what his favorite candy bar is? Do you know? You know? Anybody know? Oh, you got some work to do. Anybody know his favorite restaurant? That Thai sushi, sushi, fish, oriental place over there? Buy him a gift card for it. Hey, you know what his favorite drink is? Budweiser. That's right, Budweiser. Man, you... <laughs> well, he said it. That's how you think them tracks get in there. Anyway. <laughs> you just... You just pray and ask God to take the fermentation out, and anyway, but no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, that's not true, take that off the tape, okay, anyway, hey, gifts, say I love you, okay, hey, let me give you another one, you're going to like this one, this says I love you, okay, how to communicate it, okay, you ready? I'm glad this is big enough. Now, come up here. Can you see him over there? Okay. That, you say, that apron, what does, how does that apron? That's a symbol. Okay, what's the lips represent? Words. See, you're not going to forget that. What's the gorilla represent? Gifts. You're not going to forget that. What's the apron represent? I don't know. It just looked good. Anyway, no. <laughs> service. Service. Mate, what can I do for you? How can I help you? It's my pleasure. Opening up a car door. Ta taking out the trash. I know there's a wife. She said, I feel love when my husband takes out the trash. Well, if that's what makes her feel loved, bless God, you ought to have the cleanest house, man. Take the trash out of every room all the time. If that's what it takes to make her happy, if that's what it means... I feel love when my husband takes out the trash. You know, you ought to find out what is it that makes them... See, most of the time you want to do what you think says I love you. But you need to think, what are they thinking that I love you? Here's the boy. His daddy's buying him all kinds of stuff. Biggest bicycle, newest bicycle, skateboards, ball gloves, basketball, backboards, everything. And 
You ask the boy, you feel loved by your daddy? No. You ask the daddy, daddy, you love your boy? Yeah, man, look at all the stuff I buy him. And the boy says, well, why don't you feel love? He just don't spend no time with me. I'd rather him play catch with me than to buy me a new ball glove. Hello? Oh, yeah, see? You got to find out what they like. Huh? Service. Doing something that it's things that they would like for you to do that they could do for themselves. My wife is real good at opening car doors, but she likes it when I open the door for her. Huh? Yeah. Uh, now, this requires thought and time and planning and effort. But the Bible says in John chapter 13, let me read your verse. I think it's still in the book here. Let's look. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Oh, there it is. John chapter number 13. Uh, Verse 4, he arises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. After he washed their feet, he says, do you know what I've done unto you? Verse 12, you call me master and Lord and say, well, for so I am. If then I, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I've done unto you. Washing their feet was the lowly. That was for the servant. That was for the bottom rung of the ladder hey when you get to wash that's like cleaning the toilets that's like wiping the puke off the floor that's that bottom low class job washing the feet and jesus is washing the feet and jesus is saying now i i love you that act of service was doing something for somebody else and jesus did that jesus washed their feet my mama had a bad back and it really hurt her back to vacuum the floor. You know what my dad did? My dad wouldn't let mom vacuum. He always ran the vacuum cleaner. He wasn't, oh, bless God, that's for women. I don't run the vacuum cleaner. I do all the outside, you do the inside. No, no, no. My dad loved my mama. And he showed it. And he would vacuum the floor for her anytime it needed to get done. Hey, hey, kids, how about you rise up and do the dishes without mom and daddy telling you? Huh? Wash your daddy's truck. Hey, wash the preacher's truck. Give him a coupon of car wash tickets or something. There you go. Yeah. Amen. Preacher likes that. Hey, find out that act of service, what you can do. Well, you know, how do I find out what they want? Well, they've been complaining about it for five years. I can't even see the floor in my bedroom. We got this remodeling project, two by fours, piled up next to the bed. He started it five years ago. I would love for him to finish it. Do you think sometime you can get around to it? Well, hello, finish it. If that's what makes her feel loved, do it. It's an act of service. Huh? Find out what it is and do that. Oh, yeah, that act of service. Hey. What makes them feel loved? Words, gifts, acts of service. Hey, we need to learn how to communicate it. We need to learn how to get it across. I need to give you another one here. Time's running out. Oh, speaking of time. Yeah, right there. Got that? And I got something that goes with it. Right here. You got big ears. Okay. There you go. Now you're wondering, what does ears have to do with time? 
nothing. I just thought it'd be funny. No, 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 no. It, it's, you got to be a good listener. Hello? Yeah, yeah, quality time. Being a good listener, that makes people feel loved. That undivided attention where you're focused in on them, going for a walk, playing games, picnic. I know one fella, he hates playing games. He can't stand them. He thinks that it's of the devil. And his wife loves to play games. And he don't want to play games with her because he hates them. Now, if he was smart, he would go ahead and do it because he loves her. That would make her feel loved. No wonder she doesn't feel loved because he doesn't. He wants to love her the way he thinks. See, there's a difference. Find out what would make them happy. They should feel loved. Do they feel loved? Hey, uh, you know, sitting and talking. You, you're, you watching a football game with the remote in your hand and you're sitting on the couch next to your wife. It's not undivided attention. As you're surfing through the channels, you're with and she's talking. And yeah, uh-huh, whatever, okay, fine. And she says, you know what I just said? Sure. No, you don't. You got to make up something. You're not paying attention. Undivided attention. Locked in on them. Learn to listen. My wife loves to go out for breakfast. Praise God, that's a cheap date. Amen. Breakfast is the cheaper one. Hey, but she likes for me to take her out for breakfast. She likes it whenever I stop and buy her coffee. When we got a motorhome with the generator, a coffee pot with hot water, and it only takes 90 seconds to get a pot of coffee. But she feels more love if I pull off the road, go in the truck stop, Get the coffee, bring it out, give it to her. If that's what makes her feel loved, then buy her the coffee, amen? Yeah, hey, you just do what you got to do. Those quality things, quality time, family outings. You know, through the years, we've not always been able to take, you know, long vacations. We take little mini vacations. And we'll get to go off here and do that. We'll get to do things together. And and, uh, we'll get to, I got a buddy that's got a lake house on the lake and We'll stop by for a couple of days in between meetings, and we, he lets us use his boats, and he uh, lets us use his jet skis, and, oh, man, we have a time. We could never afford to do that, but God's been good to us, and God allows us to do those things. Those, those things where it's not just ministry, 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 ministry. See, I think one reason why my kids have a good taste of the ministry and want to come back on the road with us is because it wasn't just drive, 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 preach, 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 go, go, go. No, no, we got to stop. Let's have some fun. Let's spend some time with the kids, okay? And I always have to pull myself back because I want to, sometimes I book things too tight. And Loretta said, Kevin, you realize you booked four revivals in a row, back to back, boom, boom, boom. You're trying to kill us. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I'll have to schedule some extra fun time in here, you know? And, but you, time, amen? Spending quality time, doing things with them. Oh, man, I tell you what, we, we was down in there in Arizona and we got to, uh, I saved back some money, and we rented some ATVs and went back in the mountains uh, four-wheeling and stuff. And, oh, we had such a good time. Now, it might cost a little bit of money, but I hope that you do it while you can because there'll come a day that you'll look back and say, I wish I would have, but I didn't because I was married to my job. I was married to my work. I never, I thought it was too busy, and I never took time. I've never had somebody say, I just regret. I've been, I just spent too much time with my kids. Never heard that, but I've heard many on the other end. Amen? Yeah, quality time. Last of all, we're done. Boy, they've been a good crowd listening. We want our husband, our wife, our family members, we want them to feel loved. We want our pastor, we want our friends, 
Mamas, we want them to feel loved. And so you got to think what they think, okay? Use your words, use gifts, acts of service, quality time, and last of all, we'll be done. Brother Marty's saying, thank God. Yes, right here. I got some special hands for you. Okay. See if we can get this. All right, Brother Marty. There, that's good. That's good enough. Okay. Now, these Mickey Mouse gloves are going to represent. Boy, doesn't he look good. They're getting some pictures of you. He's. You talk about. Being on the, B's going to be famous, that's why. <laughs> hey, those hands, you know what that represents? is touch. Watch this. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 will be done. Here we go. Where's it at? Matthew, Mark. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. They brought young children unto him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought him. Hey, what are you doing bringing up these kids up here to see Jesus? He ain't got time for them. Get them kids on out of here. When Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said to them, Yeah, let them kids come over here. What's the matter with you, you knothead? That's in the Hebrew. He said, Suffer the little children to come unto me. And forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter then. And he took them up in his arms, and he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. Can you imagine those kids had never felt such love? Woo! Whenever the Savior picked them up and put them on his knee and tousled their head and kissed their brow and get old buddy. Oh, man, I'm telling you, those kids talked about that until their dying day. Oh, Papa, tell us that story about when Jesus picked you up. Yeah, we always like to hear that story. Oh, yeah, he told that. He wore that one out. Don't you know it? Oh, yeah, touch. I'm talking about in a wholesome, appropriate way. Amen? Touch is a powerful communicator to communicate love. That holding of hands, that hug, that kiss, if you got a license. Teenagers. See, what happens is, you start a physical relationship when you don't have the license. It's going to lead to things. And the Bible says it's good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Because it start, that's where it starts. So if you don't want to commit fornication, just don't touch. Because you can't do it without touching. Okay, so that's smart. It's just Bible. Hello, trying to help you here. I was like, what? I can't believe it. You never kissed your wife until you got married. Yeah, and I didn't fornicate either. Hello, so you got to give your kids have some standards, okay? And say, hey, now listen, we set up some boundaries, and so we're not going to do this. But when you touch in a wholesome, appropriate, hey, what is it? You see somebody, and they've lost a loved one, that dear friend. You come up, you shake their hand. You give them that hug around the neck. You know what that says? Without you saying a word, it says, I love you. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we pick up babies and hug and kiss and Gucci goom and they feel loved long before they can completely understand it. Amen? Oh, I hope that you learn how to love other people because when you get a hold of this, it could change your marriage. It keep your home from splitting up. It keep kids from running away. It keep divorces from taking place. When you learn how to love and how to communicate it, find out what it is they like 
and then you give that to them. When you give enough people what they want, you'll get what you want. Talking about it the right way, in a moral, pure way. Huh? Oh, yeah, them grandkids. That grandkid that comes up to you and always wants you to come outside and play, or, or maybe they've all the time drawn a picture, and they're all the time giving you something. Oh, yeah, gifts is what makes them feel loved. Um, or if they're all the time wanting you to do something with them outside, oh, it's time. See, everybody, not everybody has the same thing that makes them click. But find out what it is that works on them, and then you try to make it happen. Well, Brother Marty, you did a good job helping me out. What's this? This is touch. Amen. We got some gifts, some time, some big ears, some lips, acts of service. Thank you, Brother Marty. Give him a hand here for helping me. <laughs> you know, there's some people out there that need to feel loved. See, there's some kids out there that need to be loved. There's husbands and wives. Why is it that, you know, that that that, that happened? You know, you think of these situations going through your mind. Could it be that they didn't feel loved? Huh? Could it be, could it be that preacher that left the church and you just thought, wow, why did he leave? And I know for a fact it's because he didn't feel loved by those people. And he felt like his thought was, God's done with me here. I'll go somewhere else. And it was all because he didn't feel loved and appreciated by the people. Oh, yeah, grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. And if it is, it's because it's over the septic tank. So you better off staying away from there. Amen. My mama said, son, daddy never had a doubt in his mind, that you loved him. I come off the road for three months to take care of my daddy. He had transverse mellitus. It was a, um, uh, a serious disease that they couldn't control. And there's like somebody flipping breakers in the panel box and your, the house was shutting down. The body was shutting down. They couldn't do nothing. And so we were taking care of him. They sent him home to die. And uh, we had to bathe him. We had to change him and clean him and had to pick him up and kind of reverted back to where Son becomes dad, and dad becomes son. And uh, when I knew that his time was short, and he was on high dosages of morphine, and his windows of consciousness were very short, and I sensed that it just any day, any time. And so I wanted to talk to dad. I wanted to say, Daddy, Daddy. And he opened up his eyes as he was <gasps> gasping for breath, and he looked at me. I said, I love you, Daddy. He said, I love you too. He closed his eyes. And the oxygen level dropped. It wasn't very long after that that he passed. Last words I said to daddy, I love you. Last words my daddy said to me, I love you too. I'll never forget that. I'm glad. I'm glad that my daddy knew. Mom says, he never worried. He never wondered about your love. Well, that made me feel good. You can live a life of regrets, or you can go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to make some memories. I'm going to make sure that they know that I love them. And that's what we all need. Well, if we'd learn to do this, we'd have a revival in our homes and relationships and churches. Amen. Let's bow for prayer.